A waste of celluloid. Spielberg has lost it. He was once a truly man of vision. <laughs> what? <laughs> Grammar wasn't my <laughs> best. Yeah, he gives us this it. piece of crap. <laughs> oh What's Spicy. worse is that in a long line of crap, Jurassic Park, The Terminal, and AI, the only movie that was all right was Catch Me If You Can. And that was just okay. Whoa, whoa, wow. whoa. A lot of bold just statements okay. there. My goodness. Seeing murders in the future, in the future, hogwash. <laughs> That's too many layers for my little brain to comprehend. That was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. I'm getting a vision, a vision of later in the podcast when Steven says something stupid during plot. <laughs> and Steven. I have no visions to offer here. You could say that you have a vision of me saying something dumb and then like... No, no, no. I'm pretty sure the vision Andrew's going to get is me coming across the stage, <laughs> strangling Ryan. <laughs> The red ball. <laughs> the ball comes down. Oh, no. Weird if you machine. haven't guessed by, you know, I guess maybe the thumbnail that you're listening to. Or, or the name or of the episode. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, this week, we are talking about Minority Report, <laughs> the 2002 futuristic sci-fi thriller directed by Steven Spielberg. Yep. Starring Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell, Samantha Morton, and Max von Sydow. 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 <laughs> No relation I, to Leia Sadu. I told you I was going to ruin him with that. I, he really did. I got in his head. <laughs> I, honestly, I always forget that this is a Spielberg movie. Like, Same. I don't know why I forget surprising? about it. I, it is. Once you watch it, like, this is clearly a Spielberg movie. But, like, something, for some reason, it's never, like, in my, my head canon of, of, of like, like, all Spielberg of his. Film. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also a, an adaptation from a Philip, uh, Philip Phil K. K. Dick, Dick yeah. uh, short story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the short story is. Quite sure. You can read it in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that just depends on how fast you read, Andrew. Well, right. it's all subjective. What if I read like one word a minute? I don't know. Then it would take you a very long time. Maybe the 500 minutes. Oh, gosh. It's a squiggly line. Minority. <laughs> how do you like, pronounce oh, that? Oh. You're like, the? It's like, oh, man. I got like 58 seconds more to sit here for this oh, bit. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. All right. So before we talk about Minority Report, mm -hmm. um, this came out in the aughts. And I know we oh, rag on the, the awkward aughts. We rag on the aughts quite a bit. Um, and a lot of it is generally because of the use of CGI. That is, unfortunately, whenever, like during the aughts, a lot of this technology was new. Filmmakers wanted to use it. And a lot of it just didn't age very well. Yeah. So I want to go back. Back to back to the aughts and to look the time at long, long ago. some other films that came out within that time period, the decade. So 2002, basically 2010. Yeah. Of movies that had CGI in it that just did not age well. Like you go back and like, ooh, oh, like no. The special effects didn't yes. quite hold yeah, up. Yeah, just didn't really hold up. Yeah. All right. so I'm curious. I want to I I jump in here right off the gun. Go for it. I'm taking the low-hanging fruit because the these. The Matrix Reloaded. No, these special effects didn't hold up on the screen in theater. Mm-hmm. The Mummy Returns. Oh, yeah, those are 2001. Yeah. We get an absolute 
PlayStation One Scorpion. The Scorpion King, King was the one. Like, Woof. The the sand face was bad enough, you know. But, but you, like, could, you, you could have. I thought that was fine. Like it was like fine. Nineteen <laughs> the Mummy. You know, it was campy mm-hmm. and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when the CGI is kind of bad. You kind of let it pass. You do. And like two thousand one, they try to take themselves a little more seriously. And then we have The Rock as the Scorpion King, yeah. as really just a plastic mannequin. <laughs> There's so many legs. scenes where they use CG. PlayStation One Rock instead oh, yeah. of just like the Rock, the Rock. rock. Like yeah. it's a shot that I'm like, it was from the waist up. You could have just shot <laughs> him, just be him. Yeah, he like you didn't have to chair. CG this part. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's that is my candidate for this because woof. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty rough. There is no redeem. I, that's almost just worth like commentary levels of. Well, I kind of want to hear Ryan's no, reaction. Uh, There's so many other. Worse, oh, there are better so many movies better that choices. we could watch. But it does make you wonder with that movie specifically if, like, they the producers were like, we got to kick it up a notch. We got to you know, raise the bar on CG's all the rage. We got to do kids it. kids love the CG. <laughs> yeah. You know what else they love? This Dwayne The Rock Johnson guy from WWE. <laughs> Formerly the WWF. Get him no, in here. Make him a WWF scorpion. Time. I think it still was, yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I'm going to go with 2003's The Hulk from Ang Lee. Uh, Hulk, just Hulk, just Hulk. Um, Eric Bana played mm-hmm. Bruce Banner in this one, and specifically, there's two scenes in this one that just really like was, the San was, it, was this the one with like the big bubble at the end? Yeah, it, cloud yeah. slash bubble slash question mark at the end. <laughs> just exists. Yeah. Just yeah. mess at the end. That's the the one thing is like what an anticlimactic weird ending of just like ugh, what is this CG? But specifically, the two giant dogs that come after the Hulk right in the middle of the movie. Like I remember seeing this and being like, "Oh, this looks terrible." Because they're they're kind of like it's like it's almost like Resident Evil. They're like hyena esque, yeah. but like they it, it was it was shot at night, quote unquote, you know, to like I guess hide some of the CG. Which mm-hmm. is a good choice. But most then of the they time. made the the dogs like this like I don't know grayish <laughs> green. Like I don't know. They just oh. look terrible. And I remember like in the theater being like, "Oh, that's bad." And <laughs> oh, then like, "No, are you watching it?" No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Pull the photo. You look down and went, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like, there, there's a lot of moments with, with the Hulk that are, like, fine. Like, that, that. I'll say that about the movie. The CG with the Hulk is, like, okay for a lot of it. It's not fantastic. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, I pulled up an image of these. Yeah. Oh, boy. Show Andrew. Yeah. Uh, no, hold on. I got it. Just yeah. continue talking. Anyways, the, the CG with the actual Hulk a lot of the time is actually – Decent, like it, it works, it holds up in a lot of spaces, but like it, it's definitely early aughts, you know. Mm-hmm. But like it was that scene with the 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 dogs, and then yeah, the, at the end with like just the cloud of whatever becomes the bad guy. Oh, that's McNulty. that's against the Hulk dogs, I guess. Is the yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. That's not yeah, no, it's not great. That's not really good. Boy, they no. look terrible. They're horrible, oh, and even for the time, again, they looked bad. But like now, if you look at it, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that always, when I think of like bad CG, Scorpion King obviously pops to mind, you know, like <laughs> specifically for Mummy 2. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the, I always think of the Hulk dogs is what I call them, the Hulk dogs. So, um, so mine is one of a movie that I actually really want us to review unironically. <laughs> right. Uh, oh. That I've mentioned a couple times just in passing, not on the cast, but I chose Van Helsing. Oh gosh, oh. I forgot about the <laughs> ending CG of that Brother. movie. Oh, 2004, no. 
Uh, Van Helsing, if you're unfamiliar with this movie, this was Hugh Jackman, um, Kate Beckinsale. Mm, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> and Kate basically, Beckinsale in that movie with those curls? Oh, my oh, goodness. He puts the hat on her in the rain. Oh, <laughs> oh, swoon. So this, this movie is one of those kind of like really weird guilty pleasure films mm-hmm. where it's not good. No. It is not no. a good film at all. No. It's fun, though. But there is a lot of fun in it. However, there is particularly the werewolf. Oh, the werewolf is terrible. Uh, the werewolf CGI is so absurdly bad. Yeah. But I mean, that even some of the like the vampire flying stuff can be kind of rough. It's, it's not great. Okay. But, the, but there's a lot of like POV shots with it where it's yeah, like. Yeah, they, they do like acceptable. the first person view kind yeah. of thing. And you can, don't see it very much. But the werewolf in this looks it like it's a bad. PS2. Werewolf. Oh, no, no. That's a PS1 word. That's an that. insult to PS2 graphics. It's so bad. Yeah. Like, if you go and just look up, like, What's Van bad Helsing. is, like, I just started to look it up on YouTube. The word <laughs> Van Helsing, the first thing that pops up is Van Helsing Werewolf. Not Van Helsing trailer. Yep. Not Van Helsing movie. <laughs> not Van Helsing huge Jackman. That's because just was listening to us. Van right Helsing werewolf. werewolf. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, the one of the big redeeming factors about this film, not the CGI, um, is the soundtrack was done by Alan Silvestri. And he yeah. dominates it. It's so good. Oh, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. But unfortunately, the film just kind of like went off into obscurity. I know that they really wanted to turn this into oh, its they, own they like franchise. Like a cinematic universe kind of thing. Before yeah. That was a, before it was a, a thing. A catchphrase. Yeah. Um, I remember being so hyped for this movie. I was too. too. I uh, saw it in theaters. Saw it in theaters yeah, in college. Too. Yeah. I remember uh, leaving going like, mm, mm, mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, another movie that also had terrible CGI as a runner-up was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Also oh, true. Yeah. Also yeah. true. <laughs> Same thing. I went into that one excited. Like, yeah, all right, was, let's go. Came out. That one too. Mm. Mm, I don't know about <laughs> that. Ooh, I made Sean Connery quit acting. <laughs> it did. It actually did. Like, he retired after that film. He's like, I'm done. I'll Never be in a trailer forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So let me uh, let me swap my tabs here. I should have gone not, not, not prepared. last. Swippy swipe the tabs. Not prepared. Uh, Andrew. Okay, give so, us a plot summary. Yes. Uh, well, hold on. Okay, I'll hold. I have to go, I have to also, go back. not prepared, man. I tell you, yeah. Well, so hard to find good. It's help because these days. I started. I went last. That's my problem. Oh, that was your choice. You were correct. You <laughs> okay, told us to based on the story by famed scientific or science fiction writer Philip K. Dick, my mm-hmm. noted report is an action detective thriller set in Washington D.C. in 2054, where police utilize a psychic technology to arrest and convict murderers before they commit their crime. Tom Cruise plays the head of this pre-crime unit and is himself accused of future murder of a man he hasn't even met yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up right there. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's give us some basic info. Yes. So this came out in 2002. Yep. And it had a budget of $102 million, Ooh, which is pricey. pretty expensive for 2002. It is, yeah. So it's, it's reasonable enough, though. Yeah. Spielberg, uh, Cruise. It, it's it around a, like a summer blockbuster budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time. Uh, it had a domestic opening weekend of $35 million, mm-hmm. a domestic total run of $132 million, okay. and a worldwide run of $358 million. So Ooh. it did make its money back. Not a, It didn't make a ton of money. It didn't make a ton no. of money. Yeah, I think probably because it's it's a little weird. Well, it's it's not it it's the kind of plot that's not going to translate well to other languages necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's a little too convoluted for uh, a good translation probably to go through. I, I think so too because like the the plot is pretty complex for like maybe like foreign audiences in certain be. aspects. Well, just uh, I mean, 
that's not to say that foreign audiences aren't smart. It's no, no, like, no. It's it's just going to get lost in translation. It's, yeah, yeah. The, it's the translation is going to be hard to to quantify sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's very specific words that. But still, as well as Mission Impossible Two did, it you is would think yeah, that, like, Tom Cruise is just, just a Tom Cruise star. Would, well, Tom Cruise mixed with Steven Spielberg, mixed with science fiction, which was a fairly popular kind of wheelhouse you know, well, in those early aught movies. You so know? well, so they did this, and then mm-hmm. three years later they did War of the Worlds. Right. together and that one was a bang out success box office wise really okay yes See, it, it, it wasn't that. well it wasn't very critically well received no it wasn't but, but the people, movie made a ton of money that was actually his um tom cruise's highest grossing film for the longest time i wonder why like i wonder if the marketing for this was weird or something i think i think that this is one of i didn't i I was a little bit too young to remember like the marketing push mm-hmm. for it, but it mm-hmm. definitely feels like this is a movie that they don't really know how to market. Oh wow! Yeah, so this yeah. so World of the Worlds was a six hundred four million. Worldwide. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, it made yeah. a ton pretty, of money. So pretty solid for two thousand five. Yeah, it made yeah. a ton of money. I mean, it almost doubled what this movie made. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, I mean, you would just think that like Philip K. Dick, Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise, this like this is a great combo. You're going to get like a lot of mm-hmm. you know Venn diagram of people that like that really like knew what they were doing. Yeah. And so this was this was actually in development for quite a while. Mm. Um, it was like I think it was like six or seven years that they were trying to like kind of make this happen. A, you know, a bunch of different actors that were kind of in the role of Tom Cruise's Anderson or Anderton, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you know, ended up kind of landing in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious, what are you what are your thoughts for this? Uh, so, so this yeah, was, this was Steven's first time seeing this, this first movie. Time oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting. You know, like I, I'm always in for a good sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the best. Okay. Uh, the CGI has definitely dated it. Oh, he, for sure. Yes. The, yeah. Whatever bleach processing they did to the film where it's just bloom everywhere. It's blooming everywhere. It's a terrible so, idea. Um, cinematographer Janusz Kaminsky uh, did a a bleach bypass on the film, effectively skipping the bleaching of the silver uh, halide crystals in the film in order to create the desaturated silver tinted colors. Yeah, just Uh, like scan it in and just do it in digital and post. So you can be like, oh, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure like if if doing that causes the bloom effect that was pretty much throughout the whole film, Mm -hmm. or if that was a post processing thing that they did. It's hazy. Well, because the bloom isn't in every shot. Every, no, but, it but could the desaturated yeah. like is. The, the really high, yeah. uh, the high contrast scenes have just, he'll stand in front of a light, man, and it's just like the whole thing fuzzes out. Yeah. yeah. Like, woof. Uh, like so, the edges are just gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is just one more little tidbit, and I'll, I'll save some trivia for later. But Yanush yeah. uh, is a regular cinematographer on Steven Spielberg's films. Whenever Spielberg approached him for this film, he told him to create the ugliest, dirtiest movie either of them had ever made made like, <laughs> and you said i can do this for you steve <laughs> didn't spielberg like just do saving private ryan a couple years before this which was the ugliest dirtiest, dirtiest. Film. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know he just he's just one-upping himself with uglier One, yeah. Darker, dirtier films yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what uh, else did you think steven what your your thoughts uh, being mean, a first-time watcher I, you know i like the sci-fi aspects of it i, mm-hmm. I think once we get into the kind of the, the futuristic plot elements mm-hmm. uh it gets maybe a little weak Okay. It feels like it could tread on itself a, a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the tech, like watching what 
you know, we thought tech was for the future back in, you know, 20 years ago now, which is, wow. Ooh, yeah, terrifying wow. feeling. Uh, feels terrible. Actually, ooh, I hurt Feels myself. bad. Take it back. Self-inflicted wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a red ball right there, too. Ooh. Well, I mean, oh. so there actually is quite My a psyche bit. says, I don't know. It's the red. <laughs> uh, there is a decent amount of technology in this film that at the time, like, didn't really exist. And it was mm. science fiction. And then mm. by the time um, a lot of, like, like mid-2010s to now, like, some of this technology actually does exist. Just obviously not in the form that it was yeah. in the film. Well, there's, but, a, there's a lot of stuff in the film where, like, the MCU was, like, Tony Stark wants that. Yeah. Like, standing in front of a screen, <laughs> waving your hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's that's. That's, that's Tony Stark boilerplate stuff, and that's that's what Tom Cruise is doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to watch that now mm-hmm. and know, oh, you know, this came before, so this is totally like whoever was working on early MCU stuff, like looking at that, like, oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> this what is future, what I want. That's what the future yeah. feels like, baby. <laughs> Gloves where you wave your hands, which do exist. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. Maybe I mean, not. you can wave your hands in any glove. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, you mean and control a screen. Yeah, 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 okay. I've had those for years. Hey, Andrew, that tech's been around for at least 400 years. Easy. <laughs> yeah. like, come on Oh, now. man. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it felt, and I, so I think part of what hurts it, right, is, you know, Philip K. Dick is kind of a, um, I don't want to call him, like, a foundationalist sci-fi writer, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, adaptations, like, a lot of his work's been adapted, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of his stuff, and it's filtered into uh, pop culture stuff a lot. Right. So it felt like the storyline and the plot was kind of predictable for me, mm. and it may just be a, a fault of, hey, if I had seen this in theater, I'd be like, uh, yeah, whoa, yeah, it would have been blow my mind. Blowing, yeah. 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 Whereas now, like, yeah, I've seen this done better on screen or whatever or in a book format mm-hmm. you know five or six times or yeah. whatnot just because mm-hmm. it's, it's been you know essentially 20 years it's since been, it's been out there lurking yeah. and, and whether or not you know, other people were inspired by it or just inspired by the initial story or, or you've like picked it up through osmosis through other you know yeah, whatever it's just, it's just yeah. out there you know this did, this did not have the same it's kind of like uh introducing my wife because she had never seen the matrix right mm-hmm. so i showed her the matrix she's like yeah i mean that was it was fine you know there was and i was just yeah. like what are you talking about like, everything here is just it, it created blowing. genre like right yeah. well it, but like she's so used to you know bullet time mm-hmm. being a thing in movies right like this yeah. so it just goes right past her yeah. right and so it's the same kind of issue here not helped by some questionable special effects choices yeah yeah uh, to go along with it but i mean it was it was entertaining it held me it felt like maybe it was a little long Mm-hmm. I don't know. Someone else weigh in here. I want, I want to hear some. some old, Ryan, how many times have you seen this film? You own it. Yeah. Tell us the story about how. Uh, you I'll get into that it. in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen this movie a ton. I would say maybe six times, mm-hmm. probably throughout the years. Yeah. D- the first time in theater, and then probably a couple of times, you know, owning it, and then probably a few times just like on Netflix or you know, like just yeah. seeing it yeah, on randomly. TNT or whatever. Uh, but I really like this movie. Um, I really liked it when I saw it in theater. I, I still like it. I still think it holds up. I think the the biggest knock to it for me is just like the aging of the special effects, mm-hmm. whether it's the CG or the 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 bloom uh, effect, whether that was digital digital or, or not, or, yeah. whatever. It was it was just the the that look screams like early two thousands. It was kind of like when we were watching uh, the first mission impossible and they were doing like the GUI interfaces on like laptops and stuff. It's like, we don't know what this is going to look like. The internet's weird. I don't know. How about this? (laughs) It was like to me, and this is assuming that the bloom effect was like, and to, 
be clear, the bloom is like when a, a scene has like a lot of bright lights and there's like a halo glow effect around it's, any it's highlight on their face or like the sky. Flare, but it's not it's yeah. not a directed light. It's just everywhere. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it felt to me like. 2002 was the year that After Effects added Bloom as an effect, and like the editors were like, "Oh, baby, we gotta throw oh, this in here, right?" It's the brand new hot. And Steven was like, "Future, yeah." Steven Spielberg was like, "I love it, put it in every shot, you know." <laughs> so, like to me, that that was the the detractor there. But as far as the plot goes, like I I really like this movie because for me, it's like a good example of like, you know out of the frying pan into the uh, fire kind of type mm. situations where he's getting out of all these situations. And it, for me, at least it bounces back and forth between like action. That's very like hinged upon like uh tension of like, are they going to catch him? Is he going to get away? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it bounces back to the mystery of like, who's doing this? What's happening here? You know what how, I mean? How so is it driven. Yeah. So for me, the pacing's good. It, it, it doesn't feel like that long to me. It, it I, I obviously remembered, you know, who who did it, you yeah. know, after watch. So it's it's like any who done it movie where like mm-hmm. you kinda if you've seen it and you know the the breakdown or whatever. Yeah. But like um I, I remember the first time I saw it in theaters being uh clued into what was happening close to the end, but for the longest I assumed it was someone else. Yeah. I'm trying to be very vague. Yeah, in of the course. Trying to avoid but spoilers. Like, We're not there yet. For me, like the 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 who done it nature of it is 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 fun. Tom Cruise is great. And then the action, despite some CG here and there, the, the choreography and the flow of the scenes is still good mm-hmm. to me with a lot of them. It's just the execution of the CG makes you go, mm, and kind of lean on yeah. some of the So the I stuff. think that there's some, at the, the first half of the film has some really not great action scenes. Okay. But then once you get past kind of like the turn, Mm-hmm. There are some really good action scenes and some really good pacing that happens yeah. at the end. Yeah, I would like, say that's valid. Like it, the front it part feels cheesy at the like the first half of the film, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, like unintentionally cheesy and kind of silly. Yeah, and it's like, man, this really doesn't fit like the actual tone of the movie. Well, it's here. like it hasn't found its tone exactly. Right. Yeah. And so that was like so. I remember watching this. I don't think I saw it in theaters because I think it was maybe a little bit too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not really. I mean, it's 2002. I was yeah, in high baby. school. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know Either if I way. saw this in theaters yeah. or not. But um, watching it, I I remember, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Minority Report's a great film. I remember, right. like, going into this for the rewatch for this because I think I've only seen it maybe once or twice in between I feel like there. You've yeah. brought it up for me, like, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, I was it's like, great. okay, yeah, we're, like, well, uh, we're expecting something here. And going I, into it this time and after watching it, I'm I think I'm kind of like less enthused about it. I will say this, like I was definitely higher on this movie coming out of the theater in O two yeah. than I am now upon rewatching. So the the problem for me, I think, was there's a lot of moments in the film that just kind of happen after a scene cut and I'm just like well, how did he get here? Where did, like, mm-hmm. where was the logistics to get through here? Because like, right I don't, now, I don't like see the connections. Yeah, yeah, like there, there was. It's just like, oh, now we're here. He's over here now. Right. And it, it definitely feels like our main character kind of just is, is pinballed around, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. not that he has uh, like, like has a skill or makes a good decision. It's or just like, like it's clever. Yeah. It's just he's just here now. Oh, okay. Well, but but why? How? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and like, I'll get into more detail past yeah. the spoiler wall because I can actually talk mm-hmm. about specifics, but the, the CGI definitely doesn't, doesn't help 
with the case of like, oh, this is a great movie to rewatch whenever. Right. Uh, there's a particular scene with um, kind of like these jetpack policemen that Wolf. are like chasing them around Wolf. this alleyways, which just looks terrible. I still um, like that scene though. Oh, it's so bad. It looks horrible. I don't care what it looks like. It's a cool idea. Like the mm. idea of the scene, I'm all on. I'm, I disagree wholeheartedly with both of you. Is it though? <laughs> I can't believe you don't like that scene. Like the scene itself is so much like to me at least is such a cool idea. It's the execution of the CG and some of the the wire effects yeah. and stuff that kind of go. Mm. But for me, like on paper, I could see why they put pitch yeah. this scene. I'd be like, oh, this is well. Now gold. I'll definitely say this: like once you get about halfway through the film, the film kind of changes into a different movie. It does, and bit, yeah. then it gets. It ramps up real fast, mm -hmm. and the tension yeah. is really good. The pacing is fantastic. Yeah. And you really, like, especially on the first time viewing it, like, unless you're Steven, you're just like, well, I called it two minutes into the movie. Oh, Not that soon, but but there was a point where yeah. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know where this is going to go. I was like, yep, yeah. here we go. But it, once you get to that point, you're just like, mm -hmm. ooh, man, like, it really hits really well. Yeah. Especially if you like, I'll say, like, dystopian sci-fi and those yeah. kind of, like, uh, tropes that that show yeah. up yeah and there's some good there's some good dystopian sci-fi tropes in this film yes i think and another thing i like about it just to be back on the positive train a little bit first is like i the, was being positive i know i'm just i want to finish my last positive thought before we like get into it like <laughs> let me get in here i Come i think in, that like the thing i do like about it speaking of like not just the dystopian stuff mm -hmm. but like and I don't know how much was in the original Philip K. Dick novel, but a lot of the science fiction ideas brought up are very cool to me. Like, yeah. And very relevant to like stuff like, like, um, you know, stuff that we deal with, with like tracking our online oh, yes. behavior and our, our and you know, ads like, being directed at you yeah. all the time. Oh yeah. Gosh, there's a lot yes. of things that this movie like deals with that like feel very, like there's a lot of ideas brought up mm -hmm. that end up, actually playing into the plot that aren't yeah. just window dressing, I guess yeah. is the way to put Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and there are some fantastic concepts that unfortunately have been realized in real life. Right. Oh, some of them much, have. Yeah. 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 And it's a warning, not a roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't you see? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I will say, I do think that a lot of the performances in the film are pretty good. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Samantha Morton, uh, as Agatha. Agatha. Yes. Oh, she does Quite great. Good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she uh, does uh, the whole um, uh, very distraught writhing on the floor very well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. she's a she's a good writher. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, you know, Max uh, puts up a great performance. I think. I mean, he always does. Always He's does. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I just, you have Colin um, Farrell. Farrell. Colin that Farrell just absolutely kills it. Oh yeah, I mean, like, he does. He does. He does a very good job of being an FBI agent. He does. He yeah, does, yeah. <laughs> like he, he pulls it off in this movie for sure. Very yeah. believable. All right, so would you rewatch it? Would you recommend it? So I, I upon this rewatch, would have a harder time recommending it than I would have before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, because I said I, I may have watched it six times. Yeah, all six of those were probably ten years ago. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's been it's been, a, it's it's been, been a, a minute. Break. It's been a hot yeah. minute, um, and. I still enjoy the movie. I still yeah. like it. I would still recommend it, but I would recommend it with a big caveat to people. Like this is definitely a product of its time, especially now. Someone first viewing of it, yeah, um, yeah. I would definitely put that huge. Like this is a product of its time for sure. And this is not like it's not like recommending Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. You know, like another it's like a, thing an instrumental that, that created piece the genre in right. science yeah. fiction, cyberpunk. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's not the same. 
in that regard, but I, I would, I would definitely re- rewatch it, but it's probably going to be a while before I do. Cause again, it's, it's, it's the problem that a lot of whodunits have of like, once you've kind of watched it through, you know, who did it. Yeah. And you're you going to have something more to offer than just the twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, there, there's some really interesting, like dystopian futuristic yeah. concepts in there. I'm like dancing around spoilers here. Yeah. It's yeah, really, it's really, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, I would, I would rewatch it, but it's probably going to be a while. Yeah. Yeah. Steven. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll probably end up rewatching it at some point just because mm-hmm. I like sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I like the, yeah. the the tropes and the genre. Uh, I don't. I'd have a hard time recommending this. Like, I, I really think one. I, I feel like I've heard you say in the past, "Oh, it's a pretty good film." I was yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, this is going to be de- the overlooked piece of cinema mm-hmm. here, right?" Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like if I want to flick something on that's not similar but close enough to this, I might toss on like iRobot before this oh i don't know about that See, i've never seen a robot but it looks oh, pretty really? cheeseball to me it is, it is but it, yeah. it embraces it wholeheartedly mm. it does in a lot okay. of ways very yeah. true. i mean and that's kind of a weird comparison though because sometimes cheeseball movies are easier to throw on because you don't you well, just you like, yeah you're not wrong you think about it because like, well, yeah, this yeah. is definitely one of those movies where i don't think you could just like toss it on the screen and, and, and like it. do yeah. something else no because it's really. a little bit too involved well, if you if you don't yeah. follow the thread, you're going to be lost. Assuming that you you don't know it, yeah, 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 yeah. Like right, heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's not really a. I mean, there there are definitely some um, some moments that are fun in this yeah. movie, but uh, it's it's not like an action movie. No, not 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 enough to be like yeah, just throw it on yeah. and leave yeah. it in the background. Yeah, let's watch Tom Cruise tear it up. You yeah, know? <laughs> tear it up, Tom. <laughs> We have looked into the future and determined the exact, <laughs> the precise type of content you crave, and we've collected it all on Spoilers Intended Podcast. Actually, I think that's pretty good. Like, I can accept so, this. I tell you though, like the thing about it is, like, paying for these weird tanks and these wet people to give us like the <laughs> predictions of what people want. Ryan, we're the wet they're, people. They're oh, pe- we're the three weirdos we're the in the three tank. Weirdos in the we're tank. flopping around. Dollars are at work there, but you know, also, right, you know, you got to pay for you got to pay for Wally. Right, he's got to have a have a wage to stick us full of needles. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com, you can check out great things like previous episodes. You, there are also links there to things like Discord, socials, and our Patreon. And if you want to join us on Discord, we would love it. We have awesome channels of like what we're yeah. what games we're playing, what other shows we're watching, hobby what, corner. Yeah, like you know what we're cooking, that kind of stuff. It yeah. is an awesome space to just hang out. Just yeah. general talk about hey, what are you watching right now? What what kind of games are you playing? I want to I want to see what kind of games people are into. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're not already, you should be following us on social media. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. We post a lot of fun stuff for there, but we we also post what we're going to be watching next week so you can watch along with us. Ooh, that's a good little like well bit done, sir. perfectly timed, unintentional, yeah, completely, uh, yeah, completely unintentional there. Yeah. Uh, so this movie had a lot of advertisements in it. Yes. A ton oh my of advertisements. Oh, my good Lord, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Do we need a spoiler wall, people? Yeah, we're in the spoiler wall. We're in the spoiler wall. We're not in it. We're past it. We're, we're past beyond. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck in the wall. I'm stuck in the wall. <laughs> Let me out. Uh, so Nokia is supposed mm-hmm. to have spent $2 million to have as many handsets as possible in the film. Okay, so wow. I'm not going to lie. 
That's money not well spent because I didn't I don't watch remember this. Nokia. I feel like Nokia being in I, this at no, all. I don't even remember a Nokia thing being in the movie. So like, like that's why wow. the was, Matrix had a Motorola, right? Yes. Yeah. Was there like a little slide down phone? Mm-hmm. The big logo was put on the yeah. of the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, like that's poor money spent. They, they're yeah. brands that got way better advertising than that. Uh, so, um, as a more recognizable brand, uh-huh. uh, Lexus reportedly paid oh, yeah. five million dollars oh, to yeah. have yeah. a futuristic version of one of its cars in the film. As part of the deal, Steven Spielberg took delivery of a sixty-two thousand dollar Lexus SC four thirty convertible for himself. Oh, so he got it just a Papa's couple of got it here. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, then other notable um, advertisers we had, I think it was Baskin Robbins. You think he drove it through set? Like, people like, you're only supposed to walk in here. Hush. <laughs> honk, honk. And he's like, pulls this Lexus. Uh, we had The Gap. That was in there. The Gap got oh, a yeah, terrible he goes ad. In there. It's just doxing yeah. people. You, like, walk in. Good afternoon, Mr. Dinley. Are you here to buy extra large cotton granny panties again? <laughs> Can we not? And then I'm like, absolutely. Are they on sale? Uh, but yeah, so this had a ton of uh, just like random Dennis advertisements throughout the film. Yeah, It was crazy how much like actual like targeted advertising was directed at us, the viewer, while the Tom irony. had targeted viewing advertising directed yeah. at him. Like, jeez. Uh, uh, so one more little bit of trivia, because uh, there's actually not a ton for this movie that I could find that was, like, I'll say, remotely interesting. Right. Uh, opening the same weekend as Disney's Lilo and Stitch, which mm. actually sold more tickets. However... Because the bulk oh. of those tickets were for children and at half price, Minority oh. Report was able to claim the number one spot at the box office. Oh, wow. Okay. So they oh. got them on the matinee kid Got, got budget. Them on the kid bu- I thought you were going to say like, they had like IMAX or something locked up. <laughs> yeah. It blocked Lilo and Stitch out of the way. I didn't even screens. think about that with like a kid's movie. Like if, yeah, you, you if it's the kid's price ticket mm-hmm. and you're going, yeah, at a matinee, like – well, yeah. that just, that just wow. makes movies like um, Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. the new one, more impressive. More impressive, more actually, impressive yeah. Because yeah, you think about children's it, yeah. tickets are half price. There's a lot wow. of tickets that went into that billion whatever. Wow. Probably not AMC. They're probably like AMC's like one dollar cheaper. AMC's <laughs> Get like, wrecked. He's got two feet in a butt, right? That's full price. <laughs> Looks like an adult to me. <laughs> I and mean, that's just airline pricing at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's just short. It's <laughs> like no. Um, all right. So yeah, let's get into spectacle and i still have a couple things here and there sure peppermint um, peppermint pepper put a little pepper on it Seasoning. spectacle i am spectacle. curious we've already talked about some poor cgi choices we can harp on it more if we really want to yeah however i'm curious at what your thoughts are for some of the other things that aren't cgi yeah right, so i want to talk about the cgi no, <laughs> no <laughs> i think steven kidding, kidding. i think the <laughs> so the lexus plant mm-hmm. action scene where he's getting like a car built so around him. the clones Okay. Yeah, I guess. Same kind of, year yeah. released. Same year released. And really? George yes. Lucas and Steven Spielberg are our friends. friends. You know they're hanging out. Oh yeah. Uh, they talked about these sequences. So well. actually, I, I kind of want to put them in a in a in a big factory where they're making droids. Steven leans forward. You going to use that? I'm going to use that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> what? No, I I said it was first. I don't want to give you another noogie. Okay, George. <laughs> I've done it too many times. I'm sorry, Steven. <laughs> no, uh, like the camera work in that 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 scene like where it's panning uh-huh. over to Colin oh, Farrell underneath like him and it's like coming through him. the cars yeah. The yeah, like that's a good camera a lot of that shot. stuff was like I, I was impressed this time of like I don't there's remember a, it being this like wild I thought it was really pretty good one shot when uh, Colin Farrell's character is confronting 
uh, mm-hmm. Lamar. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a really good. There's a good one shot in there. Stop there's, stealing my There's point. also Rex, a really son. good, like, oh, the overhead uh, shot in the, the slums or yeah. whatever. That big one shot there where they that go from, like, really, room really cool. to room. And it's like the... Oh, the little spiders are going around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, when yeah. it's just above and it comes back down. And, like, that, you know, that's a really good I've one or two. I've mentioned multiple times mm-hmm. in previous episodes about how, hey, give us some top-down perspective on this. Right? Yeah. Yep. And that they did it. And I didn't even think about that. But, you know, that was good. That was well, good, yeah. So it's funny, too, because I remember... I, like it's it's really weird. Like you remember these things as they were happening, and like the second mm-hmm. it started, I was like, "Oh, I remember this! Yeah, this was yeah. so cool!" And you know, it really was still very cool. Yeah. So, I, I'm gonna bring up. I, I guess we'll call it special. Why not? I think it the movie was shot in the wrong location. Mm. Washington D.C. Yeah, by setting okay. it in D.C., I think they harmed themselves because they don't really use landmarks of D.C. in the film. Right. They yeah, they, you really only see the monument it, one time. It could once, have been any yeah. city. This could have been Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. For all we know, right? Yeah. It's probably a like better the, place to do. I think crime if they had gone yeah. like New York mm-hmm. here, one, they probably it probably would have identified better with uh, international viewers, mm-hmm. right? Probably because you, one, you could have connected it to visible things, right? You can yeah, have those weird sideways roadways well, going down the big skyscrapers. I wonder if they did it because like, you know, like RoboCop is set in like Chicago Detroit. or Detroit, like whatever. <laughs> Good try. Same difference. I'm just Completely kidding. Completely different state. Basically Everyone from like Chicago is like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like what Detroit I'm saying pizza is like, is like the exact same yeah, Chicago Same pizza. thing. Oh, <laughs> and sauce. No, uh, like no one's ever done like anything like this in DC, so I wonder if it was like they're trying to be different. Well, it's yeah, also, it's it's the seat of it's the seat of federal power, right? right? So there's something going on there. Well, yeah, I wonder like, too well, if like maybe the original short story was set in DC. Maybe I don't know. I don't. So the, probably I don't know. So yeah. the the thing that like because it was set in DC, mm-hmm. I know as a person that there is really not that very many tall buildings in DC. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very short area. So whenever they have like the kind of jetpack fight, I'm just yeah. like. There's like really no risk here. They're like in the back of an alleyway with a like four story building. Yeah, I mean, I fell off yeah, a four story building last week. I'm yeah, no, I mean, but yeah. like, it didn't feel like there was any danger. For it's not the Burj Khalifa, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you have a, a jetpack fight down the canyons of of 2054's Big Apple, yeah, we've got right. 300 story skyscrapers everywhere. Th- then it feels you're like, right. ooh, you know, this is kind of like you can't even there's see some the edge road. here. Yeah, where just because it was so based in reality, just in this weird back alleyway that's all physical set, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, all right. I mean, he's like barely kicking these guys, and they just don't know how to control their jetpacks. And yeah, like, they're just bad at being a cop. Like, yeah, what the heck is going yeah. on here? I don't know. Guys? Like that—that that really it takes me out because it doesn't feel like it's on tone with the rest of the film. Mm, okay, I don't know. That's, now, I will say the uh, set design around uh, the temple. Yeah, was really good. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, like the precinct or whatever that they're yeah, in. Yeah, like is the actual good. like the the uh, it had some weird hallways. Uh, where it's just like well, these are really like Art Deco concrete. I don't like, know, but that just means that it was built into that kind Maybe of. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, but like I did think that that styling was good of the precinct and especially like the way they costumed the precogs and kind of like their whole yeah. like bathtub setup. Yeah. Uh, I think they did a good job with that. That felt very alien and sci-fi. And all of the little laser-cut acrylic um, memory discs that they use. That they like, pull out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Well, I, I, I do like the, I mean, like, 
the elephant in the room, right? The gloves and the screen mm-hmm. that he interacts with. Oh, that was like, fun. Like, oh, no, I remember that, I mean, seeing good. that in theater and being like, whoa, <laughs> can you imagine, man? It's like, so I, I, I still, no, I wasn't. <laughs> that that, that would have been even cooler. No, uh, I think that idea, though, is still fairly well executed to illustrate what he's doing as he's like scrubbing through the video right. and stuff. Well, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of concept that like every designer for the last 20 to 30 years has been like, this will be, like, right. I'm going to make this be the future. This is what I want. The future yeah. Well, because like. I'm trying to think of like before minority report, I don't remember seeing anything similar to the iron man, the, you know, yeah. like, yeah, we've not, seen not it not since that level, but before it, I, I don't recall any other like visual, uh, interface like mm-hmm. that. Don't like yeah. a, a maybe, maybe in the matrix, one of the other movies, maybe, I don't, I don't so, know. No. I've only seen reloaded and the revolution. Matri- the like matrix is, is honestly kind of low tech. It is. It it is. is. It's very yeah. analog. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one thing, one of the CGI pieces that I actually did like was a little spider um, the drone spiders thing. Were yeah. Good. Those yeah. are really Those cool. Are well done. And for the scene where Anderton is holding his breath in the bathtub, Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg wanted to use those bubbles. Like, or basically wanted to create those bubbles with CGI. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise actually learned how to do that himself to, like, where he could control, like, the size of them. Breathing a bubble underwater? Bubble. Yeah, I don't he know. Like, he that, trained for that's what's in the trivia. For this? Tom Cruise is like, Well, you never blow bubbles in your chocolate milk, you just Tom? open up your mouth. <laughs> every, every time they're at craft services, you got the chocolate milk. Just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm training. I'm method. Leave me alone. Yeah, I don't know. That's... <laughs> That's so weird. I'm just reading off the trivia. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that, like, <laughs> there was an argument on set of Steven Spielberg. We'll do a CG bubble. No. Steven. I can do I, I can bubble. blow bubbles under, underwater. <laughs> and someone in the background, he's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, like, can you imagine, like, the conversation would be like, no, dude, Steven, calm down. Like, like I can just blow a bubble. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Somebody was like, he does his own stunts. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, this, this was peak, like, like, kind of crazy Tom. Yeah. around here well maybe like right <laughs> close before to it so this yeah. is like he's like i can blow my own bubbles <laughs> <laughs> he's like he accelerates like i can be on the outside of my own building he grabs a, yeah. he, he grabs his uh his little thing of chalky milk and just like blows bubbles <laughs> through the straw he blows a single one like, with his nose <laughs> see <laughs> like that <laughs> But I did like that whole sequence with the spiders going through the building. Yeah, where, yeah. And you also saw, like, from the other tenants' perspective of just how normal this was. Right. Like, it barely, just go right it back barely interrupts their daily routines. Mm-hmm. Right? As dude sitting on the on the uh, crapper, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, and with the, the jetpack flight scene that you guys don't like that much that I like, <laughs> the reason I think I like it is because they work in those Spielbergian kind of, like, goofs every now and then where they're trying to bust through the ceiling and the whole family's at the table like okay what is this (laughs) they don't even get up and run from the table (laughs) and you're like what and then they come flying through that that part's fine it's just the actual wire work that they did for the jetpacks just doesn't feel it's the execution correct yeah yeah yeah. I, I do uh, want to give a shout out to the scene where he drops his eyes and they're oh. rolling oh, down was, and he's like well. running after him and one goes down the grate you're like oh and he catches it and you're like okay yeah, yeah, just, oh. because <laughs> at that point you're still like he could put these back in maybe mm-hmm. you know now they're you're like no, nope, there's no way there's too much dirt and grime I know oh, you're God. stuck with those eyes now guy Mr. <laughs> Yamamoto or whatever y- yeah. Yakimoto Yakimoto yeah. Oh, yeah. man. All right, so let's move on to performance. Well, let's touch a little on the bad CG a little more. Okay. Okay, sure. Just The only thing I was going to say is, like, the cars on the side of the the buildings. I think Rough. that's fine. Like, 
It's not as good as I remember it. That's the problem. Is my memory of it? Again, recommending it to people, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, there's this cool scene where the cars and it gets that," and I'm like, "Mm." "Mm." (laughs) "Well, (laughs) no, cooler in my brain." What's funny is like seeing that, and then what made me think of was the sequence in the tunnel from iRobot. Yeah, and like I was like, "Man, like that's that scene gets bagged on for bag." bad CGI, CGI yeah. it's still a way better scene. There's way better stuff going on in that sequence. So yeah. the thing that always sticks out to me or that's mm-hmm. really stuck out to me was like the first scene with the two little um, wooden balls and they oh, just do like, they like cut them out of the cube and I'm like, oh no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's going around. <laughs> Again, I, I was also yeah. here watching this with Andrew and that, like that's he had, and I, I just, woof. Like, <laughs> yeah. boy, that's, we are not off on the right foot here. No, that, that was definitely a weird, weak start. <laughs> it comes to like yeah. we're gonna put our special effects out front. What are you gonna show? This, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is, this is what you want to lead with. That's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Like, surely you've got something. All right, stronger. we can move on to yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I thought Tom Cruise did really, really well. Yeah, I don't think it's his. It's definitely his best. It's definitely not his done. strongest. Yeah. yeah, but it's I, it's a competent job. Yeah, I, it feels a little like he's very broody. Well, we haven't really seen like a drug addict Tom Cruise in a lot of movies. And we yeah. don't really explore that very hard. Like we don't really see the effects. Yeah, we of just it. see we just right. know that he does drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very surface level. Mm-hmm. Like they it's, really didn't explore yeah, you know, maybe because again Tom Cruise was at the height of his weirdness at this time. Steven maybe like, let's rewrite this. He's too weird in real life. We can't get into he's this. Gonna, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna actually method act drugs. He won't get off that couch. He won't get off religion. that couch. Like, we can't. Yeah. Uh remove like, all the couches. Get from him out the of studio. here. It's it's weird, right? Because when you look at the film, in a lot of ways, Tom is almost kind of I don't want to call him the weakest link, mm-hmm. but he's just there's so much better stuff happening around him. Let, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, Colin Farrell is killing it. Samantha Morton is killing oh, yeah. it. Uh, and Mac- my thing with Colin Farrell was like, when I saw this in theater, I thought he was the bad guy for sure, just because Colin Farrell he's had just played that type of character so much. You know, like you're like, yeah. oh, that, that guy. He was in Gattaca, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, and he was in he was in a bunch of stuff in this era where he played like the heel mm-hmm. in like a few movies mm-hmm. like back to back. I want to mm-hmm. say so. Like when I saw him, I was like, that guy's got to be definitely a heel. Well, and they and they do a good job of setting him up to yeah. be viewed that way in terms of like he's kind of butting heads with uh, John Anderton, right? Yeah, and like it's like oh he's gonna shut us down you well know. like then anderson's got that cocky attitude was like uh i'll tell you about the authority you have none here you know and he's <laughs> yeah. like well actually i've reverse you know yeah. reverse <laughs> I, I also i love the movies how they always whip out a i've got a warrant and it's like dude you like crumple that up and let your dog chew on it for me like can we just give I me a, a good sheet of paper here well, a nice yeah, press like, tom cruise like opens up like he unfolds that warrant like four times yeah he's like still going they cut to like two reaction shots and back he's still like i got it's gonna be a minute flat, flat. <laughs> i do my own stunts yeah i can open it we can cg the letter opening tom no steven um the uh a big shout out too for peter stormare who's always just the best weirdo in any uh, he's movie he's the doctor right? yeah yeah, yeah. And the, that whole scene like the way he acts you're like oh what's he gonna do to this that guy scene, where that scene like, is so goofy well I, yeah. So I love that scene, too, because from a story perspective, you know, you have, you know, it's like, oh, he's just like this weird quack doctor that, you know, removes eyes and, and replaces yeah. them or whatever. And then after Anderton's already completely drugged, he's like, oh, I put you away. And Anderton's just like, oh, no, 
oh, I know you're what like, is going to happen. Oh dear. <laughs> have I? Have I? But the thing is, there's no real payoff there either. No, like, there's, not. there's not. It's just kind of it's a just a offhand. Scene. Yeah. Which so it's yeah. weird to me because it feels like that sequence is when the movie shifts from kind of the oh it's okay to oh we got like some intense stuff going mm-hmm. on here, mm-hmm. but it's such a goofy sequence. Oh, just especially whenever he um, he has his eyes you know replaced and he can't see and then he goes to the refrigerator see, and I, don't, I didn't think that was goofy at all i thought that was cool i like no, no no no. i don't think yeah. that's goofy but it's just it's this kind of the turn of it's definitely yeah like that that's to me like when the eyes yeah when he has the different eyes it's a different movie <laughs> yeah yeah well it's just like he like reaches into the fridge and it's the moldy sandwich and the moldy milk yeah and it's like like Whatever. <sighs> it's just kind of one. It's very gross. Like, there's a lot of gross house in this film too, which is kind of odd. Yeah, it's a really gross movie like compared like all, to like a lot of Steven Spielberg uh, the, stuff. The doctor's all like snotty or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's like those are real boogers. Like oh, they've got to be. <laughs> I'm like, man. No, well, no, they CGI'd that. Then uh, you have. Uh, this is basically my last. Peter Stormhour does his own stuff. So. I do my own. <laughs> uh, so, no, no, Steven, I can blow boogies. I promise. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, a hero. Uh, so, Lewis. <laughs> Come on, Andrew, hit it. I'm trying. Quit here. letting us interrupt you. I'm trying. Uh, Lewis Smith, uh, the lady who played Dr. Iris Hindman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, she's just whack. Also, just another sequence that's just out there. Completely yeah. out there. So, the scene with her where she kisses Tom Cruise was not scripted. Love it. Oh, This man. lady Tom's took her shot. It was the, just genuine. You know, like Cruise is just like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, he plays it off really well. Yeah. And but I mean, that. It, that Lends itself to how weird just she is. Ah, she's yeah. just wacky. Again, yeah. see a lot of those scenes felt scene. like kind of the Philip K. Dick ish like stuff. I think because some of his stories had like those vibes to a bit, him, a yeah, bit, you know. But like once you again put all this CGI plants like you know caressing her face or whatever. It's just that like, was like a bridge too far. That's it's like, like it's really weird. A the, couple of them's fine, the but bit. then they start caressing her face. I'm like, okay, like you could have just gone from the vines outside to seeing them move yeah. inside. And then her like squeezing one to watch it. The like bit where that. she squeezed it and then yeah. it like rips out or whatever. That was good. That, like, right. that was well done. Like the line is good. It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the it's ones the that other are like, it's just like, why are we being so weird? Like, why is everyone so weird? <laughs> right. It's only been. It's this is only thirty years in the future. I'm gonna be alive for this. I'm gonna be walking around with some boomer old man. Like, why is everyone so weird? <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> All these targeted ads are just flashing at you. I did like Max von Sydow as well. Yeah, yeah, he did really good. His uh, his delivery. I mean, he, he's you know kind of similar characters in a lot of the movies he plays. Yeah, you know, but, but it has a good menace to it. Right? It does. But he he also can like. He's one of those actors that can pull off that grandfatherly mentor, kind of benevolent, yeah, and but also be the sinister the backstabber in the yeah. background. Well, because yeah. he he has such a good way to like switch to where he still yeah. has that guise of being very nice and kind, but right? Like it has that edge to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a fantastic job with that, especially in the scene with Anderton's wife. Whenever oh, yeah. she, like, oh, yeah, yeah. When, when the reveal happens. Yeah. Press conference yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't remember. I never said that she drowned. And it's like, oh, my. Got him. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about this tomorrow. It's I'll like, come over to the house. I'll, I'll no, you won't. When he tomorrow. moves that chair out of the way, you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More barriers. That here, was a good honey. scene. It like, was a good scene. Yeah. Was, but yeah. the, the one shot that Stephen talked about earlier with Colin Farrell 
um, confronting Lamar about the um, uh, where basically uh, one of the aides or whatever kind of leaves the room and mm-hmm. then it's Colin Farrell and you know the the classic Spielberg oneer where he's kind of like just moving up then moves in then moves back yeah. it's really really solid the camera just kind of yeah. moves in space mm-hmm. there yeah well yeah. And it, it helps him basically create new cuts essentially within the scene without actually having without to, having to yeah, cut having yeah. to actually cut yeah, so a lot of Spielberg's stuff is on display there, but also Colin Farrell is also just in the middle of that scene making yeah. it work, you know. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, great actor, mm-hmm. working with another great actor, and, like, we ha- we're we starting to see motivations put on the table here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does yeah, take a while a for a lot of those, like, motivations and stuff to really kind of, like, develop into something that is interesting. Because, yeah. like, up until that point, you just kind of think that Colin Farrell's character is just kind of a... A stick in the mud. Just a bureaucratic, yeah. like, yeah, yeah just yeah. a, just a, it's, it's a hard something word I can't say here. But yeah, yeah, just a bureaucratic <laughs> pain. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the score done by John Williams. Yeah. Which is interesting. I like, I feel like when we were watching it, I was like, yeah, you know, there's some good stuff in here, but now I cannot remember any of it. It's, it's not really one of those scores that has, like, I, I think with a lot of, like, I'll say harder sci fi, and I, this is like borderline hard sci-fi mm-hmm. that it's harder to make like a really like iconic score for it. Right. It's not going to have like the Indiana Jones theme recall yeah, of like, it's not like a, it's not hero's journey. No. Yeah. It's not. And it's I like, think it's t- almost film noir style. It, it has like, it's it has definitely some elements of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you listen to it in like comparison to other John Williams scores, like you have all of his hallmark kind of like sound signatures and stuff in here, but it's definitely a different tone than a lot of what you think of as like the stereotypical John Williams music. You know what I mean? Like, like you're saying, there's no hero score. There's no like, uh, trumpetist, like, you know, uh, crescendo into yeah. like the, the score. It's just kind of like classic Superman move. Or well, yeah. and, and the one that we played over the the spoiler wall break or the ad break, Anderton's Great Escape. Like that's a good track, just because it really does have all of like the the John Williams horns well, and a, stuff. It's a good action the, the strings music, right? But you can really hear yeah. like that John Williams like. Just kind of. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, this is a good, a good little, uh, little, little tempo to it. John, uh, not John. Uh, Tom Cruise can really run to this. Yes. Yeah. Well, so this, like, he didn't do enough running in this movie. He could have done more. He could have done more. So Williams actually almost didn't get to do the soundtrack for this because he was working on Attack of the Clones at the same time. Oh wow! And Oof, he so taken a vacation. he had he came into production substantially <laughs> later. Terrible era in your, uh, um, in what? Your whoa, whoa! Career. How dare you? The Attack of the Clones soundtrack, or well, honestly, all the Star no, Wars no, pre- no, prequel no. soundtracks. John are Williams is the highlight of the prequels because the prequels aren't very good. I will not take prequel slander in here. <laughs> Uh, you better get ready for, the, for it, particularly <laughs> for the music, man. No, I'm not no, dissing yeah. the music. Again, it's it's like saying like you're a good hard worker, but this couple you just isn't going anywhere, <laughs> right? Like, but I, I will say that like yeah, for John Williams especially, I'm sure like when he looks on you know these mm-hmm. two movies, he probably thinks higher of his work with you know the Star Wars. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Than, than this soundtrack. Yeah, the quality of movies aside, whatever. You yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I don't know. It's it's interesting to me that he was working on both these at the same time. Well, because so it's he, like he's he, bouncing between 
well, something that has iconic, you know, scores and like those hero yeah. moments. Well, so he this. he didn't really start working on this until he was done with the score for Attack of the Clones. Mm. So it's almost like a palate cleanser. Yeah. So yeah. so he came into production for Minority Report way late mm. throughout the whole and thing. I got to say, like from John Williams' perspective, it may be too. It was like time to call John Will- John up to do another Indiana Jones. Time to call John up to do another Star Wars. I was like, hey John, we got a fresh new different thing. Oh, thank God. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? I don't care. Sign me up. I don't well, have like, to do franchise music. He feels music. like, you know, the kid between the two divorced parents where he's got like Spielberg on one side and Lucas, Lucas on, the, on other. the other. I need you for this. I need you for this. Oh. <laughs> so, I, th- I mean, like him and Spielberg did a ton of stuff together in the, in, the, in the aughts just because oh, yeah. he did uh, War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. then obviously Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yep. Then we had um, Tintin, but that's technically um, right at the, the turn into the 2010. And did Spielberg though. direct that one or produce yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, no, I think he directed, he directed it. it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. double check. Yeah, double check. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, the music's good. It's not, I think, one of, definitely not one of Williams' most iconic, mm-hmm. but you can definitely, like, like really feel the energy for a lot of the scenes. Yeah, no, I, I feel like a lot of the action scenes especially are, are punched up because well, of yeah, it. And a lot Spielberg of, directed. He did? Okay. Yeah, cool. And... Well, a lot of like the kind of like more quieter scenes are really well done, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, with the precogs and the the scene where he is confronting um, the the fake child killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's a really good scene that has um, some good like undertones. Undertones. Oh, the whole scene has so much going for it. Honestly, yeah. it like, does. Like we have yeah. we have Tom Cruise with his emotional crux. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, uh, Agatha just going off, just in the going background, off, just absolutely going off. And even the guy playing the dirtbag, oh, he does kid a great killer, job. He does did a, a good job. job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's let's the move fake, on to plot. The fake kid killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's start with that scene since we're on. Like, yeah, that well, such a good scene. We're like, I, I have one question. <laughs> oh, go though. for it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I I want to know what's going on in this dude's life where he's like, kill me, so my family can be compensated. Like, give me Dystopian more of future. this, but give me more of this world building. Like, right. right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like build some others something else. Like I made a deal; they'll donate my organ. You know, like they're trying to sell my organs. Like, <laughs> hey, give me something. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like context to it, but yeah that 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 scene That's always kind of like the turning point of the film for me. Of uh, and it's obviously the turning point of the plot too, mm-hmm. to where you really have like this emotional climax, and you think that it's over, and then you're like, he's like, but I was going to be compensated if you killed me. You're like, oh wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely because up until that point the movie does a really good job of taking you on the same journey as Anderton where you're mm-hmm. like, why would he kill a dude he doesn't even know? Yeah. What yeah. possible reason? Like what? And it's right there and in front of you. And it's premeditated. So it's like, well, he's like, he has to get here, but like he hasn't even met the guy. Yeah. Right. And then you see uh, the the pictures on the bed and you go, oh no, it's yeah. his boy. Yeah. And then like, you know, the scene starts to unfold and like Agatha's well, like losing her mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely losing her mind, which I do like. The, the bit of the twist around that sequence, right, where they really focus on the man in the sunglasses, mm-hmm. and then it's just it's oh, just yeah. a billboard outside. It's just a billboard. Just a billboard. <laughs> like I honestly, I like, thought that's it was Ben good... Affleck at first. Is that Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> I see. I thought it was Matt Damon, but you know, <laughs> well, you know. 
So potato, potato. Yeah, same thing, really. It's Boston. I, I do also like the the follow up scene when they're investigating it because it's also for me another turn where Colin Farrell all of a sudden became not a bad guy in my he's eyes. Just, he's just a good detective. Where he's right? like, this is what we call an orgy of evidence. You know how many of these I saw when I was on Homicide? None. None. You know, he's like, this is not what you know, yeah, you would this see. Is not what it's like. Yeah. And so it was like, oh wow, this is okay. What, this is what someone who doesn't work in this thinks this is what it looks like, and it never looks right. this way. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then you have the the follow-up follow-up scene to that whenever he is confronting Lamar or Lamar is confronting oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, Such a good scene. And he's like kind of going through all the stuff and then, you know, Lamar's just like, you know what? I don't hear any uh, I don't hey, hear any sirens. Um, sirens or anything breaking down the door because the precogs can't work right now. Bang. And it happens yep. perfectly timed too because like you feel it coming mm-hmm. and you're like, get out of there, Colin Farrell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and he's like, you don't hear any signs because they don't work. And you're like, <gasps> and he's pow. And uh, he, like Colin Farrell's reaction to that scene too is great. Cause it's like, he's just so absolute stunned. shock. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, like, it's oh, like, well, they've lived for so many years now where you just, you can't murder. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's pretty fantastic. Now I will say one of the, um, I'll say like twinges, it, to kind of like how the precogs work mm-hmm. whenever they are escaping the mall area. Mm. And she is basically using her ability to like give him hints of like, oh, drop the coins or grab the umbrella or whatever. Stand behind the balloons. Yeah, up yeah. until this point, the only thing that, that we know that they could see was just murders. Right, like really yeah. emotional. So, so how is she being able to do this unless like they just don't know that they can do other things because they don't treat them like humans? Well, what they said, what the, the, the doctor said, the research, she said they when they sleep, they see the mm-hmm. murders and the stuff. Like they thought yeah. they were dreaming and having nightmares. And it turns out that was real stuff. She yeah. never said they can't also that, yeah, see. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was never an explicit thing yeah. that said they could see the future so, so just like in they're, general. They're kept right. under so they can always... Like at their yeah, most they're always kept state, asleep. They pick up the yeah. worst yeah. of it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I really enjoyed that sequence. Oh, it's fan- it's fantastic. Just just yeah. for like him working with her to like pay out, like but like her like in the middle of the of the mall where he's like, I every instinct says, I am Tom Cruise. I must run. She's wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait. don't run. Well, and the yeah. thing that I Tom. really <laughs> I like about that whole like section of the film mm-hmm. is Colin Farrell's character. He you know they're just like, oh, we got to find her, and he's like. It doesn't matter. He already got her. He's, he's already escaped. The, he's yeah. already escaped, and she's already in the vision. There's right. nothing we can we, do to we stop We know that. that they end up right. here, which means we're not catching them in this yes. sequence. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is— Yeah, that uh, was like a really cool, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess there's no way for them to catch <laughs> him because she's already got to the— I yeah. almost would—I almost, like, I kind of complained, right, that— we didn't see him get out of things through skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish we had gotten just to see sheer luck where yeah. like he keeps getting just st- like, not that like, like the car sequence, right? Where he's in the, the factory, the car is being built around him mm-hmm. and he just gets to drive the car away. Mm-hmm. Well, like give me some like pure luck in that moment. Just serendipity where like <laughs> it keeps landing for him. And it's like, well, we know where he has to end up. Yeah. So the fact that he's getting lucky is almost irrelevant. It's mm-hmm. just, fate basically well so that's kind of the thing too is there whenever he goes from uh, maybe like the office or no he goes from like the the yoga place that he kind of jumps into from the car (laughs) car hilarious yeah Yeah. just wild then he's just at the at the garden lady's house and Mm -hmm. then the next scene he's at the doc at the eye doctor right like the the bits in between there i don't Mm. like teleporting characters i need to know how you the logistics to get 
there because like they you have your normal eyes like they're going to be able to catch you yeah yeah like in a world that's that camera intensive Mm -hmm. where everything is scanning you everything is recognizing how did you you get there yeah like it's so (laughs) hard to move around like so it would have been cool to see him like you know drop into the sewers or like he just because he's a cop like he Mm -hmm. knows the ways to avoid yeah he's he's a cop who's been going out to get drugs like he knows ways to drop off the radar yeah Yeah. i wonder how much of it was left on the cutting room floor for time maybe absolutely yeah yeah and they were just like we got to get to Point A to point B, quicker. or maybe the bleach bypass just kind of destroyed that part of the film. <laughs> they were like, we, it's on. It was a white hallway. What were we thinking? <laughs> it's unusable. It's just shapes moving it's around. Just a dark outline <laughs> running down a white. I blob. can't even tell what this is. Uh, yeah. The other part that that stuck out to me was you guys are live in a very like technologically advanced, you know, thing. Yeah. This dude is essentially on trial for murder. Or on the run for murder that he hasn't committed yet, but doesn't matter. Uh, and then he can just use his, his credentials to just get back yeah. into. Like they have yeah, the that was like a they huge security flaw. IT like, administration. I know. Like, oh, yeah. Just like, oh, I'll get to it later. There's I mean, no way he's going to come I don't know. Back. You know, maybe it's a government job. You know, nobody cares. <laughs> well, like maybe he. it, it should have been like he like takes a breath. And he's like, let's see if this works. And then you see the pregnant lady from the opening scene just like look like right. away from the monitor and then she like hides the screen when mm-hmm. it's like warning you know yeah. Anderton's here and she's like hide it you know that would have gone yeah, a long way like, to help that because like, like, she pops up a couple of times mm-hmm. and it was like well let's have her like pay that off and that yeah. would be a really good payoff bit where he's like I, I gotta get in like well maybe you know like I know hey she like you know on the slide she takes breaks out this door and I just catch her there and mm-hmm. she's like John what are you doing here yeah like look I gotta get like all right, but once, just this once, I never saw you. You know, mm-hmm. like give me one of those. That's that that's, that's thirty he's seconds. He's trying to pull the eyeball up out of the grate, and it's not coming. He's going, ah, ah, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And he yeah. looks over, and she's like get, taking like a, a smoke break. Well, she's, she's pregnant. Well, she's not smoking. Oh, but, but, like, but it's, it's non-cancer. It's yeah. twenty fifty-four. Non-cancer. Oh, yeah, smoke, yeah, so. yeah. It's one of those candy all cigarettes. The, all the right. addiction. No, no. All the addiction. None of the cancer. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, so she's just looking at him. He just look, just lets the eyeball go back down, and she lets him in through the side door. Yeah, like that would be yeah. that would be a great sequence, honestly. Yeah, I, I feel like We're overall, though, like we really are <laughs> like really good scenes. <laughs> Shameless plug to our Chat GPT bonus episode where we basically made up movies. Absolutely, actually of sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty good at coming up with movie ideas. Hollywood, give us a call. Uh, anyways. Actually, no, there's a strike going on. We can't be scabs. <laughs> we walk that back. Support the writers. Yeah, support the writers. But then after that, give us a call. Give us a call. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the plot, though, like it does, to me, do a good job of, like I said, go from you know out of the frying pan into the fryer, like mm-hmm. back and forth on yeah. some of those moments where like yeah. you have the- There's no rest for The him. ice bath scene, and then like he doesn't escape it because you have that hope of like, well, maybe they won't find him. And then he's got to like let it scan his yeah. eyes. He's like, oh, it hurts. Like he's risking the blindness. Right, yeah. and so I do like a lot of the escalation there, and then when, like when he gets actually put in the halo and yeah. put in prison, you're like, "What? <laughs> like, like that's it?" Well, well I, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, this is metal. They're gonna let the bad guy get away with it. This, we're gonna so end dark." Yeah, and then it was like, "Well, okay, they're gonna dig him out." So I was like, "Where are we going?" Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which well, again, like she just walks in with his credentials into the prison still got that eyeball one that eyeball's been kicking around not in a Man. freaking Ooh. ice pack for a while oh, that thing is disgusting that, that is rank that's like two week old shrimp I bet what it smells like <laughs> <laughs> yikes <laughs> oh alright so let's move on to entertainment yeah were you entertained I was pretty entertained yeah yeah like again I, I, I was a lot higher on this movie 
earlier. going into yeah. it, going then, into it, then coming out. But I yeah. wasn't like completely like there is still enough Spielberg wonders mm-hmm. and like cinematography moments that keep me involved. There's enough like ideas put forth with the the sci-fi tech and stuff that kept me engaged. Tom Cruise is pretty good. Everybody, all the performances are good. Colin Farrell's great. So like for me, I had no trouble like finishing the movie or yeah. anything like that. I, it's not that I wasn't entertained. It just like, I remembered it being better than I think what the movie actually is. Mm-hmm. And so that's I'm, probably just a lot of nostalgia, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I remember going like starting the movie. I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. I remember that. And like getting through and then about halfway through, I'm like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I was really excited for the second half of the film because I really love like the, the amount of tension and stuff that they can really insert into the into the story. But the stuff before it, which was very like Spielberg fun, was kind it of was. like, eh. Well, and there, there's some ideas there that are like half baked, like his addiction stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't really. Yeah, it's just very surface level. Get it just into exists. it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. If, if we had gone very kind of like noir detective throughout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And still had that rationing tension in the second half. It could be a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, my, my favorite scene is probably still when the pieces all come together He's confronting a uh, crow or whatever, the fake child killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that sequence, not just because of how well the acting is in the sequence, but because it is placing all the pieces that we've been hinted at for mm-hmm. a while now. Before yeah. they before they give us a whole other thread to follow. Right, yeah. Uh, that whole sequence is quite good. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I think that was that a good payoff. Both the confrontation scenes of him with the yeah, fake yeah. child killer and like Colin well, Farrell with um, Max von yeah. Sydow, Lamar, Lamar, yeah. Lamar. That scene. Both those confrontations are like tense mm-hmm. and like they both play out really well. I can't remember Colin Farrell's uh, character's I'll name at all. He's he's Colin Farrell, dead dude, dead dead guy, dead Danny Whitwer, Danny Whitwer, Danny, oh Danny. Danny. Danny Whitworth. Danny, Danny, oh, Danny. I guess they do call him Whitworth. Whitworth. Pots are pipe. They start playing that <laughs> after you get shot. But uh, yeah, it, like, I mean, I think the movie's really fun, and I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. And I also, I will say this, I enjoyed uh, the interaction with, not not uh, John Anderson with his wife, but like his mm-hmm. wife interacting with Danny. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, hey, you're divorced. Like it was really stressed time. Like, like, so you're like going to be on my side against this guy. And she's like, I don't have any cream. So like, (laughs) I also don't have any sugar. Yeah. You know, like it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, she's (laughs) like on on team here right now. Like, let's go. You know, Uh, I thought that was quite well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like my, my overall take is like, it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. It doesn't hold up like I thought it did yeah. in a lot of spots, but I still think there's enough bright spots between. Definitely worth a rewatch yeah. every couple of years. Well, there's, I think. there's certainly some concepts on display here that if you're you're going to be familiar with, if you paid attention to the sci-fi, cyberpunk for the last yeah. 40 years, 50, oh God, 50 years yeah. at this point, yeah. <laughs> um, if not longer. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't actually know when this was written, but it's probably written in the 60s. I uh, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would assume like the 60s. Or like 59. I think yeah. it was 59. I think I did look at it. I think it was 59. Okay. Um, but like you're going to be familiar with these concepts, and while not all of them are as well executed as they could be, there's a fair chunk that's yeah. well done. You just got to wade through to get there a little bit. Well, and there's there's a really good, the, the really heavy dystopian undertones of 
uh, kind of like these precogs not being human and, and being treated like yeah, just not, just not poorly, but just subhuman. Yeah. It was and, and written in 1956. Yeah. 56, dang. Yeah. But, but yeah, those kind of like undertones for just society in general mm-hmm. is really what sells a lot of like the, I'll say the vibe. Right. For and it. I, I feel like we just need more of the vibe. Yeah. We just need a little bit more world building. Maybe a little less Spielberg. Bergiism. Yeah, Bergiism. <laughs> well, and Spielbergiism. It's interesting because, like, when you think about like the score versus like the visuals, mm-hmm. it's like Spielberg. It seemed like it was really trying to do something kind of different visually with the uh, unfortunate amount of bloom. And then John William comes in, he's like, "We're horns, baby." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many French horns? All of them. Get them out of the closet. We're using them. Dust Yeah, and so it feels like almost like either they should have like let someone else direct it mm-hmm. or someone else score it. It's like some of the pieces aren't quite gelling. They don't all yeah. come together yeah. to hit you with, with, as hard as they could. But they, yeah. some scenes they do. They that's do. that's yeah. the problem. Is It's just, it's not cohesive throughout, I guess. Yeah. 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 All right. So that does sound like we're kind of, you know, running down. Yeah. But Riding before down. we go, we always have to talk about Patreon because that's what we're here for. Yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. The money. <laughs> the money. We're only here for money. We're not here yeah. for reviews or content or no. having fun. No. Any you can that. give us $1 right now. And what does that dollar give you? It gives you access to all of our bonus content that we don't enjoy making at all. We hate it. We hate, we hate it, so it so much. So much. But the money keeps coming in, so we got to under contractual rules. We're just rules. Scrooge McDucking this, just yeah. jumping around in wads of dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, we have We have really it's, flip this on its head here, huh? But yeah, no, so we do yeah. have um, a pretty great um, spread of a bonus stable, episodes. if you will. That, that comes yeah. out at least once a month, or guaranteed once a month, Yeah, possibly more. Sometimes more. Sometimes we got all more. sorts of stuff over there. You got bonus episodes, right? You yeah. You got our, our uh, freaking... Uh, Movie commentaries. Movie commentaries. Patreon. Well, I was trying to balls. think of a bonus episode. The, the Presidential Fight Club always comes to mind, always and I always mind. struggle to think of another one, because it's such a weird well, we, episode. We've already mentioned well, Chat GPT Chat GPT movies. movies. That's well, the, a good one. The big thing with the bonus episodes is they're different format from this. We're not necessarily just talking about movies. We just yeah. kind of get weird, get wild with it, have some fun. We do have fun. And We also can, have, yeah, the bonus commentaries. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and then, that's not what I was going to well, say. Oh, sorry, go ahead and say your thing. <laughs> uh, well, so what you can do right now, if you are not a Patreon subscriber, you can go on our main feed and look up our 15-minute previews that you can go and listen to. Oh, yeah. Um, try before just you buy. Try before you buy. And yeah. I think we have some really fun ones out there. We do actually have a lot of fun with them. Oh, and, yeah. um, like, the tier list, the the President Fight Club is absolute nonsense. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, we also do have other things like movie commentaries that you can go watch along yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. And we and also have some uh, Patreon picks polls where, like, every now and then we'll have a poll on there where you can pick between different movies that we'll review and do a full episode of that patrons get early access to and then it eventually hits the main feed so if you want to like influence what we're reviewing and what we're covering you can do that by becoming a patron for just one dollar yes, yep. so we appreciate and love all of our patrons out there who yes. help keep the lights on pay hosting fees let us do some crazy wacky stuff on the sides yeah. uh, it's not all about the money and if for you it is all about it the money about the and money you can't me. afford it <laughs> What we would love, if you can't spare the dollar, we'd love a review out there. Leave us a like. Leave some mm-hmm. comments out there. Share us whenever Share we pass on the your friends. Yeah, just Spotify. get the word out there. Yep. Yeah. Well, that does sound like all the time we have this week. So until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. Yeah.